Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Because being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable if you do the work. Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Welcome to episode 23, Give It All Away, a new approach to content sharing and social media. Brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. All right, you guys, today we're going to be chatting about content sharing, social media, and our philosophy of giving it all away. But first, we have a few announcements. We just want to thank you guys so much for your ratings and reviews on iTunes. We continue to make the top charts which helps us reach even more bosses who want to do the work and live the dream. So please, if you haven't already, please leave us a rating or a view on iTunes, even if you listen to us elsewhere. And finally, we have a secret episode. It is live. It's called Cultivating Confidence, and it's ready for download only at lovebeingboss.com. In this episode, we talk about not just faking it until you make it, but faking it until you become it. We talk about really digging down and finding the source of your confidence. Yeah, and we even talk about how it is that who you hang out with can either boost or deplete your confidence. You can find this episode exclusively at lovebeingboss.com. All right, so back to our episode, Give It All Away. Emily and I wanted to talk about how we share content on the internet and online, and we can't really talk about that um, without talking about social media, but also talking about our philosophy of giving it all away. Um, Even in our Facebook group, someone the other day was talking about um, having an idea for something, but they're scared to share it, not only because of um, the fear of failure, like what if I share this and don't ever do it, but the fear of someone stealing their idea. And I think that that's a fear that comes up a lot whenever it comes to giving it all away. There's also the fear of if you give away all your good stuff, then why would anyone want to buy it? So the first thing I want to do is touch on what it means to give it all away. Um, Emily, what does that mean to you, giving it all away? For for me, it's about proving to people that I'm smart <laughs> in a lot of ways. It's, it's about positioning yourself as that expert, as proving to people that whatever it is that you're trying to sell or whatever it is that you're trying to teach or share um, in paid services is worth it because you're showing them the proof that you actually know what you're talking about or you actually have the skills or the knowledge to give them um, the experience or the product or the service um, that you are trying to sell them. I started giving it all away whenever I first started freelancing. Um, I quit my day job and started my blog. And I was blogging a little bit about freelancing and found that people started emailing me and asking me questions about how I was doing it. And so I decided instead of just responding to one person, I wanted to go ahead and give this information to a lot of people. Um, and it's a, it's a tactic that I learned quickly and that I have taken into my business now. So I was blogging, people were asking me questions through email, and I would spend a lot of time like crafting a long email back to them, 
I would send it back and maybe not even get a thank you for this huge response. So it was almost like I was bitter. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to give this to everyone then. So I started putting it on my blog and found that it did just what you're describing, Emily. It kind of positioned me as an expert in freelancing, even though I was just sharing the journey along the way. Um, So I was giving away lots of advice, like how to fire a tricky client, how to set up print specs to send something to print, um, how to manage your projects, just things that I was doing along the way. And then whenever I started Braid Creative, I really wanted to take that philosophy to what we were doing at Braid and just give it all away. Everything that we were, were learning and sharing with our clients, we create blog posts about all the time. And now even with our podcast, we're giving away everything we know. Even whenever people try and hire me one-on-one for creative coaching now, half the time, more than half the time, I would say nine times out of 10, I say, you know what? Just listen to my podcast being boss. Like You don't yeah. have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on one-on-one coaching with me whenever you can listen to my free podcast. That said, this podcast is, I think, what's making more people come to us for creative coaching. So that's kind of the philosophy of giving it all away is that whenever you give it all away, whenever you are sharing your expertise and you're openly sharing those ideas, it positions you as an expert and it attracts dream customers to you like moths to a light. Not that dream customers are moths, but <laughs> bad <laughs> metaphor. Moths. Beautiful. Um, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. So um, I really built my business in the exact same way. It started um, started as me blogging. And I guess whenever I was making jewelry, I was like a product business. I was blogging about things that I was experiencing and, and selling on Etsy and uh, found people like other sellers on Etsy coming to my blog to learn more about how it was that I was building my business. And they started coming to me for uh, for advice on how to take their business off of Etsy, which is what I was doing. And that turned into my first website projects. And then from there, I started transitioning my blog into more of um, like more purposefully, I guess, speaking to creative entrepreneurs. And that is exactly how I built my business. Um, I think we're both in the same place where neither of us have ever spent any real money on marketing, like on advertisements. It's not been anything that either of us have ever done. I've thrown, I've thrown money into Facebook ads a couple of times just to like see what happens and to play around with it more than anything. But other than like (laughs) advertising play money, which is like a hundred bucks here and there occasionally, um, I've never done any advertising and we've never had to because we give away all of this content. So instead of spending money, we're sharing knowledge and in turn have built businesses from that instead of throwing lots of money in advertising. I think it's huge. Um, a lot of people always ask the both of us, how do I get a bigger following? How do mm-hmm. I get more people to read what I'm putting online? And a big part of giving it all away is making your content valuable, making sure that every piece that you write is making someone's life a little better, um, that it's teaching them tools or skills that they might need that they could also hire you for, but that they could, I mean, every time I write a blog post or do a podcast or send out, especially sending out an email because I think that inboxes are a sacred space and I want to respect that space. (laughs) Um, So every time I send out content, I want to be sure that I'm 
giving my readers and my listeners a lot of value for their time because I respect Mm -hmm. that they're showing up and reading what I have to say or listening to what I have to say. That's a huge honor. And so I want to make sure that they're getting something really good for their time and their investment in me, even if it's just time and not even money. Yeah. And I've even, I've even read stats. Um, cause that's the kind of nerd that I am. I've even read stats around things like having an opt-in for your newsletter and that an, a good opt-in to build your list and to grow your newsletter, um, should be worth to someone signing up a hundred bucks. And if your opt-in, if it's not something that someone would pay a hundred dollars for, then it's not good enough. And I, and I like to take that same approach with, with all of my content. And, um, I've definitely, I've stopped blogging as much lately. And part of that's because I don't have time to put in, to put in the work to make it that valuable. Um, I find myself like moving more towards that now that things with being false are, are leveling out and uh, I can have more time blogging because the value that I want to put into being boss is very important. Um, and the level of value that I want to put into my blog posts and my newsletters is super important to me. And I think that that the more valuable you can make that content to people, the more valuable you are to those people. Well, you know, I want to talk about that for a second because maybe the value of um, like that $100 philosophy or an idea, I think it's great for something that is truly like where you're getting value out of it also. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you would probably pay a hundred bucks to get one person on your email list. I mean, if you had a bajillion dollars, it'd be worth a (laughs) hundred dollars to get that person on your email list. But to have one person read my personal blog post, I don't know that that's necessarily worth $100. So, or even like an Instagram post or something like that. I think that you have to think about the worth um, as it relates to the different platforms. So maybe we can go into that for a second. I want to talk about newsletters and providing value. Um, So one of the things that we do on our Being Boss newsletter is you get access to our secret episodes. And we're also cooking up other exclusive goodies just for our Being Boss newsletter subscribers. Um, For Braid Creative, we just launched a, I mean, talk about really giving it away. It almost makes me sick. Like I kind of guys, listen to this. (laughs) I keep wanting to go back and tell my sister Tara, like, hey, maybe we should start charging for this ebook. But we just (laughs) developed an ebook called Seven Ways Designers Can Brand Themselves as Experts. And it's a free ebook and you sign up for our list and you get this. It it is loaded with really actionable content and scripts and And little tips that you can use to position yourself as an expert. And it's it's exclusively for um, designers. But really, I think that we'll probably modify it for different industries. So even if you're not a designer, you can download it, but talk about giving it all away. And I, I almost had that fear that I was talking about at the beginning of this episode where I was like, well, then why are they going to hire us? And well, what if, you know, what if, what if, what if, like there are all these things that kind of come up whenever you give something away. But whenever I started to have those feelings, I knew I was on the right track. Yes. I think it's those scary feelings where, you know, sometimes like, okay, this is a kind of a brave move. Um, so those are just a couple of things. And then our own braid 
Letters for Creatives, which is just our other newsletter, lots of newsletters. Um, <laughs> I give away an ideal day worksheet whenever you sign up. And I don't even really promote it to build the list. It's kind of just a thank you for signing up. Here's a little extra something, something for you. So Emily, what do you give whenever people sign up for Indie Tactics, which is your sure. newsletter? Sure. So Indie Tactics, Indie Ta- what's it called? Indie Tactics is, um, it's had a couple different iterations in its life. At one point I, um, I shared like an SEO quick guide, like helping creatives like build some easy search engine optimization on their site. Um, these days, these days I position it much more as, um, you simply get like this really exclusive content that comes to your inbox every week. Um, so it's less about that immediate opt-in and more about the long-term value of what you're signing up for. But we've also been putting them some things in play too. Just last week or something, we launched, um, like a freebie, like website audit worksheet, um, so that people can sign up, download the worksheet and then go through, go through their own website and really like make it as fantastic as possible. Um, and then we've also, I launched this last summer and we're, we're about to turn this into a more evergreen like opt-in option as well is a, uh, I did a five day email series on like building a better online presence for your business, uh, and making your website more fantastic. And so we're about to turn that into a more evergreen product as well. That's just sign up. You get a free five day e-course, um, and you get, exclusive content in your inbox beyond that. So, um, I've went through a couple different iterations and sort of my like think of test and change, sort of see what works and see what doesn't. Um, we have done really great list building without actually having a specific opt-in, um, but positioning as this ongoing, really great content you get in your inbox. Um, and it's worked really well. We're going to try out something new. We'll see what happens. All right. So newsletters are just one way to share your content. I want to talk about some other ways that we share content and ways that we recommend content sharing for our clients. And there's so much that goes into this. So I want to start the conversation starting with platforms. Like, let's just get into the nitty gritty of that. Where we share. So where where do you share? All right. So I've got a personal blog at annkathleen.com and I don't, so that is a sharing platform where I am sharing who I am. That's much more personal, um, it used to be a little bit more business as because that's where my following was. And so I was kind of blogging about business. And that's very much where my journey was at the time was starting this business. So that's just where I share who I am. Um, after having the baby, I wouldn't say I've turned into a full-fledged mommy blogger, but it's definitely more focused on that journey and processing that as I go. So I share that. Um and then I have braidcreative.com, which is where I'm blogging. Mm-hmm. So we have a blog there. We also have our newsletter there. Um, now I'm sharing on this podcast. So right. being boss, we're sharing here. Um, and I do that with you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also sharing. So as far as social media goes, my favorite platforms that I have are Instagram. So Instagram for me has almost replaced blogging, like personal blogging. And I really do a blend there of work and life, but I would say mostly personal stuff there. Um, And then I also have a Braid Creative Instagram and my sister really manages that account, but I'll send her photos every once in a while and say, hey, can you Instagram this? 
I have a personal Facebook page. I never use it except to just interact <laughs> with our Facebook group at Being Boss. And right. I'm all about some Facebook groups, yes. but um, not so much as a place to share as much. Um, and then finally, I have a Twitter. I haven't used it in a long time. It just kind of fell <laughs> off my radar. And so we have a tr- Twitter. I have a Twitter for myself and for Braid. Um and then finally, Pinterest, which is – I don't even think of that as like a social media tool. I think of it more as a creative a creative tool for mood boarding and collecting inspiration and stuff like that. So one thing I want to address here is I'm talking a lot about I have my personal stuff and then my professional stuff. We get asked all the time, should I keep it together or should I keep it separate? We've even done a mini-sode on this, but I think it – is worth repeating here that you have to just do whatever you feel best with. Like there's no right or wrong answer, whether you should keep your personal and professional together or separate. It might be a blend of both. And for me, it is, it's a blend of both. So I have these separate personal accounts. The reason why is because with braid and with being boss, I'm sharing those businesses with other people. And Mm -hmm. so my personal accounts, I've kept them because it still gives me a place to share things like my vacation. And, and I would probably share those in a professional setting too. It's just not always as I share those settings. I'm, I don't know that Emily, you'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's just blog about being a mom (laughs) or vacation. We don't even have a being boss blog, but you, you get my point. Yes. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that here is that there's no right or wrong way to I think I think whatever you do that allows you to just share the most or share in a way that you feel really comfortable with is what you should do whether that's putting it all together or keeping it all separate yeah definitely I think that comes also with having a clear brand and knowing like how it is that your your personal brand interacts online which I know is something that you guys do a lot um, of work with, with your clients in terms of like, what are you going to be sharing and how to share it, which I think is just really important and differs from person to person. The way you and I share online is not the way anyone else may ever share online. Um, it's just about finding what works for you and the brand that you're building. I want to hear what your, what platforms you use, what social media is your favorite. And then I also want to talk about, um, how they all interact together and how everything kind of feeds into each other. Cause I know that's your, That's kind of your jam. It is. That is totally my jam. So the ones that I use the most, let's see, I have, um, I have emilymthompson.com, which is my more personal site and semi-personal blog, but I do sell a lot or share a lot more business tips and advice on there than anything else. Um, I'm actually probably about to start doing a lot of, of sharing regarding our, um, our big 40 day grand adventure we're taking of our uh, trip out West to have some, some things getting written now getting written. No, they're in my head is where they are. <laughs> they're getting written in my head at the moment um, for sharing sort of that grand adventure and, and all of that that entails, So, which will be a little more personal than I've been on my blog in a while. Um, so I have Emily M. Thompson, which is my blogging platform. Um, but then I also have Indie Tactics, which is my newsletter, which I almost feel is more my blogging like what people would usually think of blogging content than anything else that I do. So that's really where I share um, just sort of like, I don't know, tips and advice on how to be a better entrepreneur and how to think like an entrepreneur. I love getting your newsletters. I just have to say oh, that. good. And I think it's easy to take it for granted whenever you read a friend's blog or a friend's right. newsletter, but your newsletters are so good. Thank you. And that had me thinking, is there something that exists, maybe you know, <laughs> where because I feel like a lot of people are writing 
exclusive content in newsletters and it's so good and it comes straight to your inbox and maybe it's just a way of sorting your inbox, but it would be so cool if there is some sort of app that collected all of your newsletter and put it into a feed, almost like blog posts. Yeah. Well, does that exist? I, I think it might. I don't, I've heard people like talking about one. I haven't went and done, like went and researched it myself yet. Is there like unroll me, un, unroll me? I don't Un- know. Oh, unroll me is like how you unsubscribe from a bunch of oh, newsletters that you don't want. So this is the would, opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Un- I don't know if there's anyone out there. Shoot us an email, hello at lovebeingboss.com. If you know of an app like this, because I'm in the same boat. I get we and we did a uh, episode on this recently about emails and how we're inundated with emails. But I know so many people are sending out such great exclusive content. Um, I hate missing them, and I, I love reading those emails. Um, Ash Ambridge from uh, Middle Finger Project, she has a great newsletter. That's one of those that like, I always like seeing in my inbox, but sometimes it gets lost and I get sad. Um, but that would be a handy tool and would be one that I would recommend my people use if they are on MD Tactics, um, if we end up finding one. Because that is, it's where I send, I think that's my best content. If you want my best content, minus being boss, because be, actually being boss is my best content, MD <laughs> um, Tactics is um, is what is where you would get that best content. You can subscribe, IndieShopography.com slash newsletter. I think. <laughs> I believe that's it. Um, so newsletter is is definitely a place that I do a lot of sharing. I give away my some of my best content there. Um, one of the things that I really like to do for my newsletter group and a way to like nurture that group is I do occasionally three and 30 sessions where every couple of months I'll release a couple of 30-minute free coaching calls. Absolutely free. They're 30 minutes. You get uh, you get 30 minutes to ask me three questions and it's just free mini coaching sessions and I love doing them. I don't do them as much as I need to make some more time in my schedule to do them. Well, and that's also a great way to like gather content, like yes. gather more content. You can see what people are asking. And Paul Jarvis mentioned this in mm-hmm. our episode with him. He did. Is really getting to know the people that you're already talking to. Yes, exactly. So I've been doing that for years. And he, when he said that, I wanted to be like jumping up and down like, I do that. <laughs> I did I it first. <laughs> I've done it for a long time. Um, so I've, I've done it for a couple of years and it, I don't even remember where the idea came from. Um, but I've actually booked clients from getting on the phone for free with someone for 30 minutes and then booked, you know, an $8,000 project or something. Like that's how giving it all away for free will literally be money in your pocket. Exactly. Um, Because giving people the opportunity to actually like gain that one-on-one value from you um, allows them to sort of get past any objections they may have in hiring you. So my three and 30 sessions are another way that I give it all away for free. Um, and then where else am I? I? I do a lot of mini blogging on Instagram. So that's where I share a lot more of the personal stuff, but also still a mix of the business. Um, and that's Emily M underscore Thompson on Instagram. We also have an indie shopography Instagram. Um, Chris takes care of that. She's my like PR girl who takes care of all of my communications and stuff. Um, and she handles the indie shopography Instagram account. And that one shares a lot of like the work that we do, but also inspirational quotes and, uh, just fun things that we do around the studio. 
Um, and then I have a Twitter. I do like Twitter. I'm getting a little more into Twitter than I have recently. Um, and so it's, it's just share like snarky shit on my <laughs> Twitter. Uh, but then we also do a lot of sharing of like really great articles and inspirational things on there as well. Um, so I guess those are my main platforms. Did I cover everything? We have a Pinterest too, but we don't really, that's just like a inspiration gathering thing as well. Um, and I guess that's it. Oh, Facebook. Yeah, the Facebook. Oh, yeah. I don't share on Facebook either. I'm not a Facebook sharer. Well, and you have... thought about even like shutting it all down recently, right? I have. <laughs> so whenever I was like in college and Facebook became a thing, I remember like all the people who were like 25 on Facebook, they were creeps. Like, cause you know, we're all like 19 years old. And <laughs> I remember thinking like, whenever I turn 25, I'm deleting my Facebook group or my Facebook page. I never did it. Cause now that's where all my photos are. And things. Anyway, I think about it. I do. I'm not a huge Facebook fan, but I understand its use. So I play along. Let's take a minute and talk about our sponsor, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the easy to use invoicing software designed to help creative entrepreneurs get organized, save time invoicing and get paid faster. FreshBooks is easy to use. You'll get organized, you'll get paid fast, and you'll be growing your small business. You can invoice and bill your clients directly from FreshBooks, either by email or snail mail. You can track your time. You can convert estimates into quotes. You can generate reports. And FreshBooks has award-winning customer support, as well as mobile apps for iPhone, iPad, and Android. Stay on top of your business with a clear picture of its financial health and try FreshBooks for free today. I use it personally in my business and I love it. Go to freshbooks.com slash being boss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. Whenever it comes to social media, a lot of people feel like they should be on whatever right. platform. Like I should right. be on Instagram. I should be on Facebook. I should be on Twitter. You don't need to be on anything that you that does not excite you. And so whenever you're saying that you're getting into Twitter lately, I mean, just use whatever platform that yeah. you're digging at the moment. And, and it can ebb and flow a little bit. Oh, it definitely does. You used to be huge on Twitter. Oh, I was big on Twitter. And then I had a baby. Yeah, and you stopped using it so much. And you've, like, it just, it does. It changes. Well, the thing about Twitter is that if you're not, like, updating constantly or staying engaged in conversations constantly, you kind of feel like... I, whenever I open up my Twitter, I feel like I've just stepped into, like, a huge awesome rock and party and I'm wearing like my pajamas or something you know just I just feel out of touch and right. not very cool and 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 then if you're only tweeting once every three months like that better be a good tweet and so then it's right. like what am I gonna say so <laughs> yeah I mean every once in a while I'll kind of hang out and sure. see what people are saying and I'll retweet some stuff um but for the most part I much I really enjoy Instagram. And so I was going to say my sister just started our braid Instagram account and she has her own account, but she was never very active, like literally had 12 photos. Okay. I have to share this story. Whenever I first started Instagram, I thought it was the same thing as like hipstamatic. I thought it was one of those photo apps where you can just apply a filter and make a cool photo. I didn't know it was going onto like a a feed oh. that other people could see. Right. So my very first photo is of Jeremy in his underwear, like total crotch shot. 
So once I we're all going to go scrolling back not... through Kathleen's feed now to see <laughs> Jeremy and his and his undies. Right. Well, I deleted that photo. Like once I figured oh. out that this is all going online and other people right. can see it, um, I remember I called Jeremy and I was like, "I've made a big mistake," and he's like, "What?" I was like, you can never run for politics because there has been a photo of you in your underwear on Instagram for like 52 weeks because it took me that long to figure out that Instagram was not just like a photo app. So anyway, once I started figuring out Instagram and how it really works, I've been using it for a few years now and I really Mm -hmm. like it. But my sister has just now gotten into it. And we were talking to a client the other day and um, my sister was like, yeah. Instagram is where it's at. I'm like, now hold the phone. That's just because you just started using Instagram does not mean that. I mean, it is where it's at. I love Instagram, but um, it's just to say that it's not the only place. And Facebook isn't the only place. Twitter isn't the only place. I mean, there are probably some new social media platforms. Oh, Snapchat is the new, uh, yep. the new thing that the cool kids are doing. I thought it was also for texting like dirty photos. I thought that was what Snapchat was. Well, now businesses use it to text dirty photos. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should just do a maybe we should embrace it and do a Bing Boss Snapchat. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Because we don't have we don't have any Bing Boss social media. We like we just use our personal accounts to kind of interact and promote um, right. being boss episodes. So I kind of want to talk about that, like how social media, how all the different plat, all the different platforms really interact with each other and how your newsletter should feed people to your blog and that your blog should get people to sign up for your newsletter and that you do an Instagram post of a blog image and send people back to your blog post. So I think whatever it is that you want people to be doing, keep sending them across all your channels, let it all yes. work together. Yeah, so I've started doing this thing whenever I plan like a marketing week, because I'm literally doing this these days, is I'll start a Google Doc and I share it with Chris, who will like implement all the things. And I'm like, all right, you know, this week, the general topic, like this week, it was uh, like financial tools. So I did a blog post on um, how financial tools um, can make you like more confident in your business. And so, and I listed out the financial tools that we use in our business to get our money shit together. Um, and in that I plugged the cultivating confidence secret episode that's on love being boss. But I also wrote a newsletter that fed people like talking about using tools to gain confidence that sent people to my newsletter or to my blog that sent people to download the being boss secret episode. So on this Google doc, I had like a purpose, like what is the purpose of this week's marketing? And it was, um, to have people sign up for the love being boss newsletter. And, but my content had nothing to do with love being boss. Um, or sending people to love being boss. It had everything to do with like building confidence in your business in terms of financial goals and then sort of pushed people in this good circle around it. So I'm sharing really great content and, you know, have had feedback on people who were excited to find new like tools to help them get their money stuff together um, and all that jazz. So I'm sharing really great content, but it all has a purpose for me because I'm putting all of this work into it and everything circled back to getting people to go sign up for that cultivating confidence secret episode on lovebeingboss.com. And I think that if whenever it comes to building a really successful online presence and not a successful website and not even a successful business like outside of online, but if you want to build a successful online presence that encompasses everything that your brand does 
on the internet, you have to have these sort of cyclical plans of like, I'm going to write a newsletter and it's going to push people to this so that they can be pushed to that so that they sign up for this or so that they buy this or whatever it is. That's how you make sharing content work for you. Because if you don't do those things, yeah, you're giving it all away for literally free. But whenever you learn to push everyone in the right direction, that's when you start getting kickbacks from it. And that's when writing a four hour long blog post is worthwhile because you've done the work to plug them in to getting 100 new people on your newsletter or to have three people purchase a coaching offering or a new product. Um, so in that case, you're not giving it away for free. That's not exactly. what you're doing. That's you're, the secret. We talk about it giving it all away for free and it's not really for free. <laughs> it's not because if you if you know how to do it, if you're great if you are producing really great valuable content for your readers or your subscribers or your you know the customers that you already have, if you are providing really great content and you are smart in how it is that you um you conduct <laughs> the creation of your content, you will get things out of it. Um, so for me, the three and 30 free coaching sessions that I do, I get projects and I do, I get content. I get topics that people are interested in because if I do three, um, three and 30 sessions in a month, I get nine blog post topics wow. because I'm getting three questions from each one. And yeah. I, I spend an hour and a half of my time talking to someone to help them better their business. So I gave it away for free, but I got tons of content ideas that I can turn into newsletter subscribers and buyers of my email subscription and maybe even new Indie Boom projects. So it's not for free. And so <laughs> I think that that is at the end of everything that you do, think about that purpose, like you were saying, Emily. So you thought of your purpose first, like what is the purpose of sharing content this week? And so I think that that is so key and it's not just thinking about your purpose, but what action do you want people to take? Do you want them to sign up for your newsletter? If you want them to sign up for your newsletter, you have to have a newsletter to sign up for and you have to be promising to deliver on that newsletter as much as you say you're going to deliver on it. If you want them to buy something, you have to be sure to have something to sell and you have to tell them how to hire you. And that is a whole separate conversation. Again, you can go back to our episode um, 17 with Kendrick Shope if you want to hear more about selling. So today we're sticking to just sharing content and giving it all away for free. But just a reminder, it's not really about giving it all away for free. It's about positioning you as an expert who has something to sell. Yes. And it's about making your content work for you. I mean, you work to create this content. Um, but if you, if you strategize it, which is what I do, like my brain is an online strategy. Um, you make your content work for you and you, you push people where you want them to go. Um, and, and it's, it's not a sleazy thing because the people who are your dream customers who want what you are giving are the people who are going to follow through and sign up for your newsletter. And then sending them an email, selling them on your newest product isn't sleazy anymore because you've proven something along the way that got you into their inbox. So they are literally asking you to sell to them right. by doing that. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that too because on the Being Boss Facebook group, I've noticed our numbers are getting pretty big in there, almost 1,600 people as of right now, and it's growing daily. And a lot of people are not – like some people never engage in there, and then they'll just throw up something to sell, yes. that, like a product that they have. And that's great. You know, fine, do that. 
but it, it feels like um, an online bulletin board and that's not what I want our Facebook group to be. So the other day someone emailed me and they're so sweet and she's a girl that I've known. I met her at the first designer vacay a few years ago and she was like, hey, can I promote this thing that I created? And I was like, yes, and, or kind of like, yes, but, um, please don't limit your engagement to just selling something. Feel free to give away your gifts of knowledge and interact with people. And someone who's done a great example of that is Elise Grice from yes. Hey Sweet Oh, Pea. I love her interaction in the Facebook group. Exactly. So we <laughs> have them on our episode and she is in there, I mean just giving these really golden nuggets of inspiration and advice. And then, yeah, she'll sell something every once in a while, but I'm more than happy for her to do that. And I think people are more than happy to buy it because she's been engaging so much. So they're a really good example of people who are constantly sharing content and then kind of like that jab, jab, jab hook, like then they're hooking and selling something, but really, truly not in a sleazy way. Okay, I want to go back to the content um, because as you're talking about content strategy, you, I, or at least I do, I almost start to get this like, oh my gosh, heavy feeling of, okay, my content has to be really good and really valuable and actionable. That can lead you to almost feeling paralyzed, like this waiting for content perfection. And we just did a blog post over at Braid Creative, and I'll be sure to link to that in our show notes. I love being boss. But it's not about just shaping your content. It's about how your content shapes you. And so this goes back to my original blog posts and even being boss, our podcast episodes here. A lot of it is processing through our own stuff and sharing our journey along the way. And if we're waiting for perfection. We would never hit record. We would never hit publish. So I think that there is a certain amount of strategy that comes into um, shaping and sharing your content. But I think it's also about going ahead and saying it, going ahead and hitting record, going ahead and hitting publish, even if you don't have a plan. I think that um, a lot of people are talking about content sharing strategies and plans. And for me, I get this visual of like an awesome flow chart that tells me exactly what to do. Like every time I do a blog post, there's three Instagrams and those Instagrams link to this newsletter. And like, I imagine it like this big complex flow chart, but that I can just kind of check off the boxes. And that's what I crave. I was even talking to you about that, Emily, yesterday for being boss. Like, I wish that we just had this awesome plan. We're doing it and we're kind of just figuring out as we go. And a plan really surfaces out of the hitting publish, the hitting record, the doing. We figure it out as we go. So I just want to encourage anyone who is listening to this who might feel a little overwhelmed, just hit publish and you'll figure it out from there. And maybe just start with one or two platforms. So maybe start with, and I think it's like your best place that you feel most comfortable sharing. For me, it used to be writing and blogging. Now I feel a lot more vulnerable and open and excited sharing on the podcast. I'm sharing so much more here than I am uh, in my writing these days. So um, I, that, that is like, don't wait for content perfection because it will never... No. It will never, it will never happen. I mean, I have been at this point, my God, I've been writing for like online stuff for 13 years. True story. Horrible. I'm just now getting, 
<laughs> That's a lie. Not just now I'm getting it. Um, and what, what I was writing back then does not count. Yeah, like when I was live journaling, definitely didn't have actionable items at the end of that. I know. It definitely didn't. But but it's, it definitely like it started building voice. Like you have to start writing. And whether you're writing in a journal or you are sharing things exclusively in a newsletter or just on Instagram at the moment, find one platform that is going to just energize you to share content and share it. Don't think, don't think of it as giving it all away for free. Um, your job as a creative entrepreneur is to show up and add value. And if you do that enough, and it's it's hard work. I mean, it's not going to be easy to just constantly like answering questions and writing blog posts and doing these podcasts or anything that you do. It's not going to be easy. But if you are showing up and adding value, you're positioning yourself in a way to ask people to give you whatever you need because you have been adding enough value that people will just in some ways like bend over backwards to help you because you've helped them in their life or in their motherhood or in their business or whatever it is because you've been giving free content that has assisted them in some way. Whenever it's time for you to ask for something, they will be much more willing to give it than if you're just some creep out there who's, you know, used car salesman trying to sell something out of nowhere. The last thing I really want to say is that what you share is what you become. So whenever I started my business, even, you know, freelancing or even as, as I started Braid or even starting being boss, I wasn't yet a freelancer. I wasn't yet an expert in creative, you know, in working with creative entrepreneurs. And I wasn't yet a podcast podcaster. <laughs> you know, like, what do you even call us? <laughs> I, podcasters, I, Kathleen. I didn't know really what I was doing, but I had aspirations. And by sharing what I wanted, and uh, it, it gave me some laser focus. And what you share is what you become. So now I am an expert in working with creative entrepreneurs. I am an expert in uh, personal branding, and I'm becoming an expert podcaster, whatever that means. <laughs> But that's just to say, what you share is what you become. So don't be afraid to share the journey along the way. No, definitely. I mean, th that actually gives you more clout than anyone. And there's something that you've said before, this idea that you only have to be two steps ahead to help someone. That's all you have to do. And sharing your journey will allow them to come along with you. And then you get positioned as that expert in their eyes. Um, so even if you're just like just leaving your day job to start your you know, creative endeavors, there's people who are still in their day job who are only dreaming of being where you want to be. So share the story along the way, share your content, um, give advice that you've learned and don't fall into that trap of like, well, who am I to say things or who am I to share this advice? I feel like that's, that's one of those like I don't know, crippling fears that a lot, a lot of people have in terms of sharing. And did something with this podcast, this podcast has been huge for Kathleen and I, and not like, not in terms of like growing our tribe, but like personally, like Kathleen and I get on this podcast often and we're recording almost every day these days, getting ready for, uh, for my big trip out West. And, um, you grow and it hurts and it's painful to do and it's overwhelming and you just sort of do it. 
But it's also energizing and exciting. Earlier, whenever you said it's not easy, in some ways, I think sometimes it can be easy. For me, it is easy yeah. to show up with you and <laughs> hammer out this podcast because it is energizing and it is fun. So I think that um, keep that in mind too whenever you're sharing content is go where the energy is. If you have energy literally um, Instagramming and that's all you do, go for it. I mean, I remember there was a day whenever I thought that people who didn't have blogs were crazy, but now there are so many different platforms for sharing who you are. Um, you could go anywhere and you can do anything and you can grow into anything just by sharing who you are and what you want to become. Yeah. Well, and for us, every podcast is easier. Like every time we do this, it's easier and easier to do it so that the painful parts like fall away. And it has just become much more fun for us to get out and be, be, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> it's so much easier. Yeah, it's so us. easy, Emily. I know. Unless you have a mouth like mine that does not like to form words. <laughs> um, so it's, it, it becomes easier to show up and add value as you practice over and over again because that's all it is. Like anything that you do, you do the work and you practice it until it becomes an easy habit that just sort of happens and you become the amazing expert that you are always meant to be. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you about something fun that we're doing coming up this fall. Emily and I decided that we wanted to go on vacation to New Orleans, one of our favorite cities in the world. And we thought, wouldn't it be fun if we invited you to come along? Go to beingboss.com slash NOLA and learn more about taking a vacation with us. We hope to see you there. All right. Thank you for listening to Being Boss from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Find show notes for this episode at lovebeingboss.com. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on our website, at iTunes, and on SoundCloud. We're also on Stitcher, too. If you like our podcast, show us some love by reviewing Being Boss on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. Sure. So, indie tactic, indie ta what's it called? Indie tactics. Amen. Amen. <laughs>